Welcome to the United Student Worship Podcast. We are so glad you decided to listen. If you want to connect with us, one of the best ways is through Instagram. You can follow us at Beach Students. We hope that this message encourages you and points you to Jesus in whatever you are going through. Here's what I want you to do for a moment, wherever you are right now, wherever you're listening. I want you to think of the most famous person you can think of, or like the celebrity or athlete that you are most obsessed with. Like if you could meet them in real life, you would lose your mind. In fact, if you're in the chat right now, I want you to type their name in. Type in that person who you're obsessed with, that celebrity or that famous person that you would love to meet, that you would love to hang out with. Put that in the chat. For the purposes of this um, example that I'm going to give you, we'll just use the number one followed person on Instagram and the number one followed person on TikTok. So Instagram, the number one followed person is Cristiano Ronaldo, the, uh, the, 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 the football striker from Portugal and in TikTok, the uh, the most famous and followed person, of course, is Charlie D'Amelio. And so um, we'll just use those two for our example. So imagine Ronaldo and Charlie are coming over to your house for dinner. Now we've all had parents bring over people for dinner. Their friends are coming over, but most of the time, if you're like me, you're not really paying attention to who's coming over. It's just like, oh yeah, yeah, okay, whatever. I'll, I'll what time? Like, okay, I'll, I'll be ready. And a lot of times, maybe if your house is like my house was growing up, like your mom's running around, your dad's trying to to, to get everything cleaned up, cooked, set the table, get everything ready for those friends that are about to come over. But if you're like I was when I was a teenager, it'd be like, ah, whatever. It's just outside noise. Okay, mom. Okay, mama. I'll clean my room later. I'll clean the bathroom later. And, and you didn't really care what the house looked like. You didn't really care what the meal was. You just wanted something you liked. And you just really weren't that concerned about the dinner. But imagine Cristiano Ronaldo and Charlie are coming over. Charlie D'Amelio are coming over to your home for dinner or whoever that famous person is that you typed into the chat. They're coming over to your house. I bet you, I bet you, you would be a little bit more in tune with what was going on, right? Like you would probably want to make sure that the that the bathrooms were clean because you don't want a bunch of like hair and dirt everywhere and they come in and there's like rings around your toilet and all that kind of stuff. Like you wouldn't want that. You'd be embarrassed by that. You'd want to make sure your, your lawn was fresh, that everything was cleaned up, that the table was set right, that you used the best uh, uh, silverware, the best china. You'd want to make sure that the meal was on point. Like you'd be talking to your parents like, okay, let's, let's, let's talk about this meal. Okay, let, let's, let's make sure we got a few different courses. We got to make, and, and we're not just going to go to any supermarket. We're going to like Whole Foods. We're going to fresh market. We're going to the nice places to get the nice, organic, fresh food. And we're going to make sure it is the best dinner possible. Because I mean, famous people are coming over. Celebrities are coming over. And then when they actually got there, you'd be, you'd be, you'd be, you'd be, you'd be showered and made up and all that kind of stuff. And you'd come to the door and you'd, you'd open it and you'd be like, Hey, welcome to my house. And you'd, you'd kind of brush off the seats for them, pull out the chairs for them. You would be making a big stinking deal about it. And when you got to the dinner table, you would be on the edge of your seat. You'd be asking questions. You wouldn't even want to talk because you would want to hear so much about their life, what they've gone through, what they have experienced. And you would be on the edge of your seat listening, asking questions. And there's no way you'd be on your phone. There's no way you'd be on your phone. You would not even pull your phone out unless it was to like document the situation because you would be so in tune with their presence there. Now keep that in mind for a moment. And I want to read 1 Corinthians 13, 4 
through 7, as we've been reading over the past few weeks. Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, and always perseveres. Love is, love is. Jesus said, love is the most important thing we can do. And so this scripture tells us how to love as God loves. And the subject or the characteristic that we're looking at tonight is love does not dishonor. Love does not dishonor. And as we've been doing, we're going to take that negative and turn it into a positive. And here's how we're going to say it for tonight. Love honors. Love honors. Put it on all caps in the chat. Say it out loud wherever you are. And, and if you're uh, watching this in public and you're just like, oh, I don't want people to think I'm weird, just, just say it anyway. It just says, say love honors. Love honors. Love honors. See, that first story, that example that I just told you would be an example of honor. Because the, the person coming to your house would be so important to you, so famous, so influential, so honorable, you would do whatever it took to honor them. You would do whatever it took to give them a good experience. Here's a very simple definition of honor. Honor is making a big deal of someone else. Honor is making a big deal of someone else. Else. It's respecting someone. It's valuing someone. It's making a big deal of them. Hey, Jacob, come up here. We have no problem honoring ourselves, right? We have no problem honoring ourselves. We're really good at putting ourselves up on a pedestal and putting ourselves up and making a big deal of ourselves. Hey, look at me. Look what I did. Look, every time like I do a chore at our house, like I can't stop myself from telling Karen, hey, Karen, you know, I did the dishes. Did you notice? Did you know I vacuumed? Like, like we're, we have no problem honoring ourselves. Sometimes we have a problem honoring other people. See, honoring someone is taking ourself off of the ladder and helping someone else, Jacob Woodward, up on the ladder, making a big deal of the other person, helping them up, propping them up, valuing them, respecting them so that they get the honor. And actually, I used Jacob for this specifically because he is one of the best people. You can get down, Jacob. He is one of the best people I know at honoring, honoring. He is the, the best attitude. He, he, will, he will never, like, give you, like, attitude or push back on things. He is always willing to serve, willing to do whatever it takes. He is one of the best people I know in my life as far as honoring. Honoring is making a big deal of someone else. Now, honor in our world with us, it's pretty easy when the person is honorable. Like it's easy to honor a celebrity. It's easy to honor a professional athlete. It's easy to honor important people with lots of power. It's easy to honor someone who can give you something. Like you go to a job interview, you're gonna honor the person interviewing you. Why? Because they can give you something. But honoring is a little bit more difficult for us. We struggle a little bit with it when the person isn't honorable, when the person doesn't have power, when they're not important. We have trouble with that. And see, that's the difference between Jesus and the world. That's the difference between the love that the world offers, the honor that the world offers, and the love and honor that Jesus offers. See, Jesus came with this idea that love honors everyone, whether they deserve it or not. Love honors everyone, whether they deserve it 
or not. It's not just the important. It's not just the celebrities. It's not just the influencers. It's not just the famous. It's everybody. Love honors everyone, Jesus says, whether they deserve it or not. We see an example of this in Mark chapter 10, verses 13 through 16. There's a bunch of people listening to Jesus talk. And and in verse 13, it says, people were bringing little children to Jesus for him to place his hands on them. Of course, this makes sense. Like, he's important. So they're bringing them up to Jesus. They're bringing all their kids to Jesus, kind of like we take kids to, uh, to a mall Santa, and we put them, on their, put them on Santa's lap, and we're like, ask the questions. They're, they're, they're bringing them to Jesus, and they're like, oh, will you bless my child? Will you give my child whatever he desires? Will you, will you, will you pay attention to my child? Will you heal my child? They're bringing these kids, and, and look at what these holy, spirit-filled disciples do. They rebuked them. They yelled at them. They told them, get away. They're acting like bodyguards for Jesus. No, no, no. Jesus, Jesus doesn't have time for kids. Jesus doesn't have time for kids. And in this culture, first century Israel, they had a huge amount of honor for age, for the elders in their community. Kids were, I mean, they loved their kids, but kids just weren't that important. They were just kind of to be seen and not heard to kind of just stay in their lane, stay in their role. They weren't supposed to, they weren't supposed to come out and, and, and be the center of attention. And so this is why the disciples are like, eh, we're doing adult stuff. We're doing things that are more important than you little kids. Keep the kids away from Jesus. And look at what it says Jesus did when he saw this. It says, when Jesus saw this, he was indignant, which means he was angry. He was angry. He was irritated at his disciples. And he addresses it in the moment. He says to his disciples, guys, guys, let the children come to me. Don't hinder them. Don't stop them. For the kingdom of God belongs to such as these. Not only does he invite them in, he starts to honor them. He says, God's kingdom belongs to little kids, to which all the old people would have been like, no, 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 no. Like in God's kingdom, the elders are important. The leaders are important. Specifically, the older men are important in that culture. But Jesus is like, no, no, no. I want the kids to come to me and the kingdom of God belongs to them. He continues, truly I tell you, listen to this, this is amazing. Anyone who will not receive the kingdom of God like a little child will never enter it. All of a sudden he's saying, unless you're like a kid, you can't even enter the kingdom of God. He is honoring these children. And then he took the children in his arms. He placed his hands on them and he blessed them. He blessed them. Here's what we see. In this short little story, this short little example, that Jesus always honored the dishonorable and the powerless. Jesus always honored the dishonorable and the powerless. This is the difference between the world and God. The world honors the important people. The world honors the celebrities. Jesus honors the dishonorable and the powerless as well as everyone else. How did he do it? He spoke to them. He spoke to people who no one else spoke to. He touched people that no one else would touch the sick. He would go over to people's houses that no one else would go over to. He went over to this tax collector's house and and, and hung out with him for the day. And everybody was like, what are you doing, Jesus? What are you thinking? But he didn't care. He hung out with the dishonorable. He, He paid attention to the women. He paid attention to the children. He healed people that were sick. He encouraged and talked well about people that no one else talked well about. No one else even paid attention to. This is what he did. This is how he honored the dishonorable and the powerless. And that's the difference between Jesus 
and the world. Now I wanna flip over to 1 Peter. 1 Peter, starting in chapter two. Chapter two in verse 13. Chapter two in verse 13. This is Peter, Jesus, one of his best friends, talking a little bit about honor. And we're gonna see some things in this scripture that are really important for honor. He says, submit yourselves for the Lord's sake to every human authority. So honor for God's sake, every human authority, whether to the emperor as the supreme authority or to the governors who are sent by him to punish those who do wrong and to commend those who do right. For it is God's will that by doing good, you should silence the ignorant talk of foolish people. One of the examples of this is that people thought, you know, you know how Christians celebrate communion and we say that the bread and the wine or the juice is the, the body and the blood of Jesus. In, in the first century, people were spreading rumors that Christians were cannibals. And, and Christians were the ones that would take in the orphans, take in the ones, the babies that nobody else wanted. And there, 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 there got to be this rumor based on that that they were taking the children in to eat them or to sacrifice them to their God. So people would spread all these lies about them. And Peter's like, listen, I want you to live so well, so well that you would silence the ignorant gossip of foolish people. He continues, live as free people, but do not use your freedom as a cover-up for evil. Live as God's slaves. A lot of us do this, right? We're like, it's just one time. I'm a Christian. I'm forgiven. It's just one drink. It's just one night. It's just one click. It's just one video. It's just one night with my boyfriend and my girlfriend. It's just one experience. It's just one lie. It's just one piece of gossip. It's just one time being selfish. It's just one time keeping something to myself. It's just one issue of pride. It's just one issue of ego. It's just one time. Anyway, I'm forgiven. No big deal. I'm a Christian. Peter says, no, 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 no. That's not how it works. You can live as a free person, but don't let your freedom in Christ be a cover up for sin and evil. He continues in this last verse that we're gonna look at. Show proper respect to everyone, which actually means honor everyone, honor everyone. Remember, Jesus honored everyone, whether they deserved it or not. Honor everyone, love the family of believers, fear God and honor the emperor. Honor the emperor, honor the emperor. I wanna, wanna focus on those last three words, honor the emperor, because they say something very important. Most likely when Peter wrote this, the emperor of Rome, the emperor in Rome was a guy named Nero, Nero, N-E-R-O. I want you to, to hear what Nero was like. And this is from a Roman historian named Tacitus. This guy's not a Christian. This guy was actually biased against Christians. He's just telling, uh, telling us from a Roman point of view what was going on in the, the kingdom of Rome, the Roman Empire. He says this about King Nero, the guy that Peter just said to honor, okay? Listen to this. He says, before killing the Christians, Nero used to amuse the people. Some Christians he would dress in furs to be killed by dogs. Others he would crucify. Still others were set on fire early in the night so that they might illumine it. There's historians that believe that he did this as a joke to make fun of Christians because they called themselves the light of the world, the salt of the earth, the light of the world. He says, oh, okay, you're gonna be the light of the world. I'm gonna light you on fire alive and allow you to light my gardens. This guy was sick. It says Nero opened his own gardens for these shows. And in the circus, he himself became a spectacle for he mingled with the people dressed as a charioteer, or he rode around in his chariot. All of this aroused the mercy of the people, even against these culprits who deserved an exemplary punishment. 
For it was clear that they were not being destroyed for the common good. The Christians were not being killed for something they had done or to help their empire, but rather to satisfy the cruelty of one person, that is the emperor, the emperor. This guy was a psycho. He was a killer. He was a murderer. He had lost his mind. He's known as one of the most evil emperors in the history of the Roman empire. And look at those last three words that Peter writes. Knowing who is on the throne in Rome, honor the emperor. Honor the emperor. Here's what these these three words show us about God's version of honor. First thing it shows us is this. Love honors others, especially when it's difficult. Especially when it's difficult. Let me say that one more time. Love honors others, especially when it's difficult. The world, we like to honor when it's convenient. But Peter says, no, no, no. Jesus' version of love, Jesus' version of honor, honors others, especially when it's difficult. Do you know how difficult it was to honor this man? Do you know how difficult it was to honor Nero? I mean, these people may have known people that were tortured and killed by Nero. And yet Peter says, we're still called to honor, even or especially when it's difficult. So when that person mistreats you, honor them. When they gossip about you, honor them. When they bully you, honor them. When they lie about you, honor them. When they punish you, honor them. When they make a bad decision, honor them. When they mess up and they are hypocrites, honor them. Love honors others, especially when it's difficult. Here's the second thing that those last three words that Peter says say to us. Honor the emperor, honor the emperor. Here's what it says. Love honors all, all, all. Love honors all. All authority, all authority. Love honors all authority. Here's why this is important. We live in a nation in 2020 that kind of picks and chooses when we honor authority, right? Like here's a, here's a perfect example. Here's a perfect example. The way we treat our leaders, our nation's leaders, specifically the president. And I'm not talking about this president. I'm talking about the last two presidents, either, either, either camp politically that they're in. People go around criticizing them disparaging them, making fun of them, saying things like, not my president, whether it was Obama or Trump, not my president, oh, not mine, not mine. Well, the Bible says he is your president, whoever's the president. The Bible says we're called to honor our authority, all authority, but we have this thing where it's like, well, I disagree with him. Well, he, had to, he doesn't make the decisions I want him to make. Well, I think he messed up with this. God would say, Peter would say, Jesus would say, honor them. Are they in authority? Honor them. It would have been easy for these people, these Christians, to dishonor Nero. He deserved it. He didn't deserve to be honored. I mean, how sick is this that Peter says that the emperor is the supreme authority? People would have been like, what? What, What, Peter? God's the supreme authority. And Peter's like, yeah, yeah, I know that. But on earth, the emperor is your authority. So honor them. Honor them. All authority. I want you to share in the chat, who are the authorities that are in your life? You don't have to give specific names, but just who are the authorities? Who are those roles that are in your life? Obviously parents, grandparents, um, maybe, maybe law enforcement, of course, teachers, coaches, your boss. Um, there, there are all kinds of authorities in our life. God calls us to honor all of them, honor all of them, whether they deserve it or not, whether they are honorable or not. Here's one I want to focus on as we close <clears throat> tonight. I want to focus on, because I'm talking mostly to students, I want to focus on the original authority in your life. 
the original authority in your life. We go all the way back to Exodus. One of the Ten Commandments says, honor your what? Your father and your mother. Honor your father and mother. And I know if the, if the parents are in the room right now, they're turning up the volume. Honey, you need to listen to this. And I know the kids are like, the kids are like going to the bathroom. Yeah, yeah, mom, I, I got homework to do or whatever. I don't want to listen to this part. I want to focus on that parent authority for a second. We are called to honor our father and mother. It's very, very clear in scripture. And here's what the Bible does not say. Honor your father and mother when they're right. Honor your father and mother when they get it right. Honor your father and mother when they tell the truth. Honor your father and mother when they come up with the right discipline or punishment. Honor your father and mother if fill in the blank. No, we don't see that. We see just honor your father and your mother. Love honors all authority. But we have a problem. I've been a teenager. It wasn't that long ago. We have a problem honoring our parents. Maybe most of all. And here's why. Here's one of the main reasons. Because it's difficult to honor the familiar. It's often difficult to honor the familiar. Here's what I mean by that. You see your parents' mistakes, don't you? You see the way they mess up. You see when they say one thing and do another. You know their past. You know what they say in their home. You know all of those things. And so it becomes easy to think, well, they don't, they don't deserve honor. They don't deserve honor. Also, when we have people that are familiar to us, it becomes very easy for us to just let down our guard. Like there are ways that you will act in front of your parents that you would never act in public. Like my mom used to make fun of my, my, my middle sister, Ashley, because she would say things and do things as most kids do in the home. And my mom would be like, I wonder what your teacher would think. Maybe I should call her. I wonder what she would think if she knew you were acting like this. And Ashley would lose her mind. She'd be like, no, mom. She'd be screaming and slamming the door and all that kind of stuff. But there's something about us that shows our worst side to our parents, to those who we are familiar with. We show our, our backside to our parents so often. And, and it's because we're familiar with them. Most of you probably are better at honoring your friend's parents than your own parents. Most of you are better at honoring me than your own parents. Most of you are better at honoring your coach than your own parents. Why is that? Because they're familiar. Because we feel like we can get away with it. Because we feel like we know how messed up they are. And so, I mean, come on, I can, I, I can dishonor them. They, they, they don't even deserve that much honor. It's difficult to honor the familiar. But I want to encourage you. Those are the people you need to honor the most. The number one authority in your life outside of God is your parents. And they may be divorced. And your dad or your mom may have cheated. Or they may have messed up the finances. Or they may have had an addiction in the past. Or they may have been a hypocrite. Guess what? We all are. They may not have always gotten it right. They didn't. Neither have you. But we are still called to honor that authority in our life. And I know some of y'all are like, oh, I don't want to hear this part. Get back to like Jesus loving us. Let me tell you about Jesus loving us. Let me tell you why we are called to honor everyone, whether they deserve it or not. Let me tell you why we are called to honor the dishonorable and the powerless. Let me tell you why we are called to honor people, even when it's difficult. Let me tell you, tell you why we are called to honor all authority, because Jesus honored us. Jesus honored us. Jesus honored us. What does he say? In the, in, the, in the new commandment that he gives the disciples, he says, love others as I have loved you. Well, love honors. So we could say it this way, honor others as Jesus has honored us. How did he honor us? While we were still sinners, he died for us. While we were messed up, he died for us. He didn't just die for us, he was tortured on a cross for us. Listen to Romans chapter five, verses six through eight. It says, you see, at just the right time, when we were still powerless, listen to that word, even though we're powerless, 
Christ died for the ungodly. Listen to that word, ungodly. Basically, dishonorable. So while we were powerless and dishonorable, Jesus died for us. Very rarely, very rarely will anyone die for a righteous person. Though for a good person, they might dare to die. But God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners. Put it in the chat, in all caps. While we were still sinners. While we were still sinners. Christ honored us. He died for us. He looked down at an imperfect world, at people that were atheists, at people that turned to sin, pornography, addiction, gossip, lies, pride, selfishness. He looked at us, me, you, and he said, I'll die for them. He honored the dishonorable. Because he honored us, we are called to honor others. We are called to honor others. So here's our action step this week. Here's our action step. Pretty simple. Think of one person. I don't want two or three. We're not trying to change the world in a day. We're just one person, one person. Think of one person in your life who you have trouble honoring and commit to honoring them all week, all week. Most of you, it should be your parents. I'm just gonna go ahead and give you that. I'll just change the, the action step and I'll say, honor your parents all week. And here's some ways you could honor your parents. Listen the first time. How many times did I be, okay, mom, okay, mom, okay, I'll, I'll be there. Okay, dad, I'll do it in a minute. I'll, okay, and then I would never do it. Listen the first time. Don't talk back. Wow, have the right attitude. Do things without being asked. Hey, get off your phone at the dinner table. I do this all the time. I'm, I'm guilty. Get off your phone at the dinner table. How many times has your parents, one of them or both of them, made a meal for you at the end of a long day? And then you're like, nah, I'm going to go out to eat. Nah, I'm just going to go to my friend's house. That's dishonor. Just sit at the meal with your parents and show them honor. Honor your parents. Honor your parents. And if it's not your parent, here are some great ways you could honor someone this week. Get them a drink. Caleb Overby sometimes will just show up at my office with a, a large sweet tea from Chick-fil-A. He knows he speaks my love language. And that's just a sign of honor. He doesn't do it for any reason. He's not like sucking up or whatever. Maybe he is sucking up. I don't know. He's not really sucking up. He, he's got nothing to gain from me. He just does it out of, out of honor because he honors authority. He honors people in his life. Make a post about them on social media. I know, I've seen you guys. You can make some posts for your friend when it's their birthday. Oh my gosh, she's so amazing. Here are 57 pictures on my story with her in every single one. Honor the person that it's difficult to honor. Listen to them, pay attention to them. Here's one, here's, here's the last one I'll mention. Say something good about them behind their back. Say something good about them behind their back. How often, how often do we say something bad? Do we dishonor others behind their back? Say something good about this person. Let, how amazing is it when people, people let you know that someone said something good about you behind your back? Honor them in this way. We'll, we'll be posting things throughout the week on social media of ways that you can honor the people in your life, very specific ways, and you can honor the people in your life. We'll, we'll have devotionals that have action steps about honoring the people in your life. We wanna encourage you, honor the person in your life that it is most difficult for you to honor. I'm going to pray real quick and then we're going to close singing some, some worship to God. Lord, we thank you for this night. We thank you that you honored us. We thank you that even though we're not together, we can still honor you. That we can still worship you. We thank you for a God that while we were still sinners, while we were still powerless, while we were still dishonorable, he honored us. Lord, I pray that we would honor other people, whether they deserve it or not. That we would honor authority. That we would honor especially when it's difficult. And Lord, we can only do it with your power, with your strength. 
So Lord, I pray we would not try to do it on our own, but that we would do it through the power of Jesus. In your name we pray. Amen. Let's worship.